It is literally Sunday, a Sunday of rejoicing. Um, just like in Advent, we have Gaudate Sunday. You know, it is a joy that causes us to anticipate the resurrection of Christ that will come at Easter, as we already uh, four weeks into the expectation of the risen of Christ, the resurrection. So we gather to rejoice, sharing in the life of Christ, the light of the world. Today again, we heard a long gospel reading, just like last Sunday, we read another long reading, the Samaritan woman. It is intentional because the second right of scrutiny for the elect, the catechumens that we enter the life of the church. So these readings are arranged intentionally to bring out the elements of baptism and also the various uh, elements used in the life of the church. Last Sunday you see Christ as the living water. Today you will see most of the elements you know, from the gospel of today which also we use in the, in the celebration of the sacrament. But then it is about Christ opening the eyes of our minds, as we have eyes, you know, even though we have people born blind, but we have eyes, but spiritually we can be blind. And so we gather today to pray that the Lord will open the eyes of our hearts so we are able to see his goodness. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Amen? Amen. Um, it is a popular belief that the blind people are uh, to make up for the loss of uh, their sight. Uh, they hear, their, their sense of hearing uh, is so deep, you know, um, people who are blind, uh, their sense of hearing is so intense, so great. And why? Science, science tells us that because uh, to make up for the sense of uh, the loss of sight, uh, those who are blind, they pay more attention to sounds around them. And sound around them is basically uh, the primary means that they relate to the world around them. So blind people pay more attention to sounds. We see that coming off in today's reading, this man born blind uh, at the end of the reading, he is the one who sees. And the Pharisees, the Jews, the neighbors, they end up becoming blind. Why? The same thing of not paying attention to sounds around them. Let's just look at this reading and see what is going on here. The reading started off with the act performed by Christ. All through his public ministry, we know that Christ went about doing good. As we see in Acts of the Apostles chapter 10, he went about doing good. And most of these goods were performed by the words of his mouth. Remember a significant one in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 8, the centurion, this man said, I am not worthy to have you come to my house. Just say it. Just only say the word, and my servant will be here. 
But why is Christ intentional to spit on the ground, to make it clear, and then to open the eyes of this man? It is the divine act of God who alone creates, who alone brings into existence what is not there. Going back to the act of God in the Genesis, that it is only God who brings into existence through that act of recreating this man, bringing back what was lost in the Genesis by spatting on the ground and also opening the eyes of this man. Same Gospel of John, in the beginning, you see how John is intentional to tell us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it is the Word that became flesh also is God. And all, through him, all things came into being. There is nothing that did not come into existence outside of him. And whatever that comes into existence in him and through him is life. And that life is the light of men. And this light has come into the world. And darkness has not overcome it. This you see in the prologue of John's Gospel, chapter 1, 1 to 5. And we are already in chapter 9 today. So it is going back to tell us, this is what I'm setting out to say about this Christ, who is divine, who is God, and who has come to give sight to the blind. So that with this story, we, all of us, people of faith, are taken back to this light, or this life, or this world that is the light of men. And here is the progression of this controversy between Jesus, no, last Sunday it was between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, but this Sunday the argument is so intense between this man born blind and the Pharisees, the neighbors, the Jews, and even the parents. And what was it? That through this act of recreation, God is using something visible something we can see to bring us to things that we cannot see. We use water to celebrate the Eucharist, the water of baptism. We use bread. We use uh, oil, like we sang, he anointed my head with oil. So these material elements that we use are visible material realities that God is using to dispense the life of grace to all of us. So that when we see, or when our eyes of our mind is open, we can see that these visible realities of bread and wine becomes something that opens us up to the life of grace in Christ. That is what the curriculums, the elect, have been going through, through what is called mystagogical catechesis. That is a mystery in the life of Christ. And we can only understand mystery when it is lived when it is participated in and when it is encountered. So that by participating in the bread, the oil, the water, and all of that, we are sharing in that mystagogical catechesis that we already did in our own baptism and which the elect are going through in their own baptism. So Christ as the one sent to bring light into the world now sent this man to go to the pool of Siloam or Siloam. Siloam or Siloam means one sent. 
So Christ is the one sent to bring light into this uh, world. And this man going into that pool is a symbol of being washed, not only through the water of baptism, but through him who is the one that gives light. So that is it. And in a special way, John is telling us that Christ is the great I am. By the end of that story, that man came back to Jesus and I was asking, who is he so that I may believe in him? And Christ told him, I am the one. Same thing last Sunday, the Samaritan woman asked him, who is that, who is he that I may believe? I, the one speaking to you, I am. Same thing, that the one who is God made flesh is the one speaking to you, the great I am. Go back to the book of Exodus chapter 3. When God revealed his name to Moses, the great I am. And John will be more intentional leading all of us to believe that here is the one, the great I am. And all through his uh, gospel in many chapters, you see the revelation of Christ as God himself. In chapter 6, he tells us, I am the bread of life. In chapter 8, I am the light of the world. And again, today we read it in chapter 9. So far, I am in the world. I am the light of the world. And because I am the light of the world, he and she who follows me walks not in darkness, but we have the light of life. And you see that in all of the people who receive sight and miracles and signs. They followed him, and they had that light of life in them. And in chapter 10, the psalm again, I am the good shepherd. I am also the door. So that I lead you to that water of life. I lead you to that path that enlightens the darkness of sin and error and ignorance. And in chapter 11, it says, I am the resurrection and the life. So that he and she who believes, we have eternal life. We be raised up on the last day. In his letter to Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1, Paul tells us, because we have been raised with Christ to seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. So that if he is the resurrection and the life, we sharing in the mystery of his life like the elect and all of us, we be partakers of his life at Easter and of his resurrection in the evening of life when all of us will be raised. Going again intentionally revealing the great I am. In chapter 14, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life, the great I am. And in chapter 15, I am divine. I am divine because cut off, cut off from me, you can do nothing. So the revelation of this Christ Jesus, what is it for us? What is my blindness? What is your blindness? What is the blindness that the world is going through today? The blindness of violence, the blindness of religious intolerance, the blindness of not even accepting and rejoicing with the good things that God has done for others. This man got his sight, but the neighbors were so maybe perhaps mad or angry, or even the Pharisees, they kept questioning and asking him, who is that man? Are you sure he's blind? They had to call his parents. Instead of rejoicing with the new person, you know, in baptism, we are recreated. We become new person, new life in Christ. So instead of rejoicing with this man who received his sight, they were arguing. They were also not wanting to believe in the power 
a price to restore this man back to her. I may find myself doing the same thing, not sharing in the joys of others, or sharing in the success of others, or even rejoicing that others are being promoted. In the beginning, it says, who sinned? Not this man, not his parents. Some of the parents' agonies of where I am today may be for the sole purpose of God revealing his glory or manifesting whatever his intention is for you and I. As we gather today, we can pray that he open the eyes of our mind so that we are able to see, like this man, the good things he is using or even revealing in our lives. May God continue to bless his words in our hearts always through Christ our Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. 